0: You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at Libertarians.com. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Get our other shows at Libertarians.com.
1: I did work at the newspaper, in fact, one of the largest newspapers in the state, the South Bend Tribune. I did work there for about five years. So... I have a lot of inside knowledge on the media, so that's what we're going to go ahead and talk about. You guys, everyone should have something called a guide to media success in front of them. It should be a three-page paper. You're supposed to tell us we can sit down now. Nah, nah, we're not there yet. we <laughs> being lazy. going to civil disobedience. <laughs>
0: I swear, if you make actually, me do jumping jacks, I'm leaving.
1: Right. <laughs> uh, actually, go ahead. Uh, anybody, Everybody who has a positive view of the media, please have a seat. Wait, what? what positive view of the media, have a seat. If you, if you have a positive view of the media, please sit do down. You just uh, want to
0: sit. down. 75% right. right. everybody so, different look
1: different around different here and, and, and view this. Now look around and
0: view this. I, I worked in the media too, so. so
1: we have a, a negative view of the media within this room itself, so everyone can have a seat. Now. I just want to one okay. thing. There, there is a general negative view of the media There is a general negative view not just within this room but within the party as a whole i'm here today to tell you you're wrong and how to change that the negative view of the media isn't the media's fault it's our fault i mean that before you even get started in your campaign you have to know You can't win without the media. That is your single greatest resource to reaching the voters. Your single greatest resource. You can't do it if you don't have a plan. If you don't plan how to succeed with the media, you can't reach those voters. You're going to turn the media off. If the media is turned off from you, why are they going to give you positive coverage? Why would they give you any coverage? They're a business. They need to make money. If you're bashing them, making them look bad, costing them subscribers, they are not going to cover you. You gotta keep this in mind when you're to talking to people too, okay? Before you even begin, you have to develop a consistent message. Consistent message. What does that mean? Does that mean just say the same thing over and over? Media is bad, media is bad, media is bad. (laughs) No, that's not what that means. What that means is a consistent message that will sell. Branding. You have to brand. Jerry talked about marketing. Your whole campaign is marketing. It's all marketing. That's all it is. Your campaign itself is a business. And you have to deal with other businesses. Business here, we're talking about the media, all right? You have to brand. You have to stick out. If you're running campaign advertisements and they just blend into the background or you're running them at the wrong time of the day, you're saying the wrong things, you're not consistent, you're not building trust, nobody's gonna remember you. Or they're gonna remember you for the wrong reasons. Think about the advertisements you, you remember. They have catchy jingles, right? Maybe they're in the newspaper and then they got a radio, a radio advertisement telling you to look in the Sunday newspaper. Look in the Sunday circulars. Look in the Sunday circulars. What do you do on Sundays? You go to the circulars and you find that ad. You think it's by accident they tell you to go to the Sunday circulars? No. It's designed. It's all a design. You have to treat your campaign like it is a business if you want to win. If you don't do that, you will not win. You will not have success. And let's face it, as libertarians, most of us know how the economy works. That's what our whole economic platform is on, is is a knowledge of the economy. The knowledge of the free markets. Use that knowledge of the free markets to your advantage now. Now you market. Now you sell. Alright? You have to understand the economics of the media. So on this first page, we go into that. We go. I talk about supply and demand a little bit. You guys should know what supply and demand is. You should know that. I'm not even going to get into that. You should know. If you don't know, you might be in the wrong party. I'm not sure.
2: Uh,
1: but let's take a look at what newspapers have to account for. This is stuff a lot of you guys don't even consider. Newspapers, price of employees, the price for oil. How many of you knew that newspapers had to account for the price of oil? You realize that newspapers, the, the paper itself is oil-based? The ink is oil-based? As the price of oil goes up, the price of the uh, print goes up? If they start jacking up the price on their subscribers, they're gonna lose subscribers. They gotta jack up the price somewhere, or they got to cut. they gotta cut employees. Why do you think there's not those investigative reporters anymore? They were putting out one report a month, two reports a month. You can't afford to have somebody on when the price of oil is that high. It's not the media that doesn't care anymore. That's not the point. You got, I mean, a lot of us in the Libertarian Party have taken that approach. They're not doing their jobs. They're not doing the investigative reporting. They can't afford to do the investigative reporting. and We have to keep that in mind. Okay? We have to start developing a positive view of the media before the media will develop a positive view of us. And we can't get the people to have a positive view of us if we can't get the media to have a positive view of us. Okay. So this whole cycle starts with us. We have to have a positive view first. We have to start it. They got to, uh, newspapers have to account for the ink, the paper, price of delivery, price of advertising. They've got to advertise what they have. The price of technologies. You know they got to keep up with with uh, all sorts of technologies with the computers. They got to keep up with their vans, whether or not their their contracts with the Associated Press, with routers, all that kind of stuff. The Associated Press wires. They got to wires that come in. It's a complicated system. They have to account for all of that in their budgets. So you need to consider that. You can't expect them to just cover you if you're not going to give them any money. They have to get an income or they're not going to have business anymore. TV. They have to account for employees, technologies, news van. This is something we don't consider very often. News vans and the guy, the gas to drive those vans. They have. How many of you guys have local news stations that have helicopters? You can raise your hands because almost every one of you guys have a TV station that has a helicopter. That helicopter is not cheap. That's expensive. All right. Then they have their contracts with the big uh, networks. You guys realize that the local TV stations actually pay those big networks in order to have those contracts? They don't get paid, they pay them. That's how they get those big name TV shows, which draws in advertisements from the local businesses. Okay? Radio is going to be your cheapest option because, look, it doesn't really have a whole lot to, uh, to take into account for. It's got price of technologies price of contracts, for news reports, the price of employees. That's about it for radio, honestly. That's why radio advertising is going to be your cheapest. It's going to be your cheapest right there. But you got to be careful with that one. I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later. So what do you have to have? What is your goal with media advertising? What's the goal? Man by stuff. Man by, what? Man by stuff. That's what I always, I always like. everything I've been told is that you're trying to... Generate media attention. You know, we always see dog bites man kind of thing. If you want something controversial, man by itself just I would say no. Okay. No. And that's not your goal. If you're looking for something controversial, you're not going to be a very good candidate. For what you do, that might be a good idea. Right, that's what I'm talking about. But for candidates, no. As a candidate, you don't want to be controversial like that. Especially as a third-party candidate. If a third-party candidate starts going controversial, they're a crazy loon. The whole party is labeled as crazy loons. Goodbye. End of discussion. You're relegated. You're no longer important. You've just been kicked out the door. You're no longer even getting 1% anymore. Goodbye. So what you do is that may be fine. The candidates cannot do that. Trust has to be the goal. Trust. How do you get people to trust you? You start with being consistent. You have to have that brand, that branded message. And it has to be something that's going to stick in the voter's mind. Something they're going to remember. And every time they think of it, maybe they hear a theme song, and every time they think of that theme song, they think of you. Because they've heard it on the radio so often that every time that's playing on the radio commercial, your, your voice is over that song. Something like that. Consistent. The message has to be the same. Consistency builds familiarity. Familiarity builds trust. And through trust, we get our support. Nobody's ever going to support a candidate they don't trust, especially not from a third party. They might from the Republicans and Democrats because they support those, those parties. They trust those parties because their parents trusted those parties. Their parents didn't trust us. Their parents didn't know us. We're still new. So we have to build that trust. All right? We are here now. We have to build that trust, not just for today, but for tomorrow as well. This starts today. So let's go into the different types of uh, advertising options that we have here with newspaper advertising some basic business that uh business marketing skills here okay when you advertise in the newspaper you need to have the same ad in the same location at least once a week for at least a month newspaper advertising is long-term advertising You're not trying to get somebody to vote for you today. You're not gonna run this ad the week before the election and get results. Not gonna happen. You need to start running your newspaper ads three months before the elections. If you don't do that, don't even run a newspaper ad. Okay? You need to run that ad consistently. That's part of the consistency. You need to plan your budget accordingly and contact the newspaper to see if you can get some long-term discounts. Call them up. Hey, look, I'm gonna be advertising with you guys for three months. I'm gonna do it once or twice a week. I want it in this section. Tell them what section you want it in, too. Hey, I see that all of your uh, political reports, they usually run Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and they're usually in the local section. I want my ad to run Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in the local section for three months, every day. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I don't want the other days because there's no political uh, stories those days. People pick up on that. People look in, the, in that. They're looking for their political stuff here. That's where they're looking for political stuff. If they're looking for a political ad, that's where they're going to look for that political ad as well. You need to be specific. Talk to them. They'll accommodate when they're getting money. They need that money. Now, I want you to, Does anybody know what day the busiest day is for a newspaper? Exactly Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> i got a couple stats here from the U.S. Auto Bureau of Circulation as of March 31st. But the Indianapolis Star has daily readership of 176,000. On Sunday, they got 272,000. Okay. I listed several other newspapers in the state of Indiana. I even listed on this sheet the percentage increase on the Sunday. But does that mean that advertising on Sunday is better than advertising on, say, a Wednesday? Anybody know the answer to that one? No, a cost more cost. On day, right? right. It's not necessarily better. Why would it not be better? Because on Sunday, what are people doing? People are looking for the ads. They're not re- people don't read the stories on Sundays. Nobody reads the stories on Sundays, they buy the Sunday paper for the ads. And the comments. And they're not looking for a political ad on Sunday, they're looking for the coupons. Do not advertise your political Do not advertise for politics on Sundays. Ever. Period, I mean that. Do not run a political ad on Sunday. It's doomed to failure. Also, keep in mind that large ads and color ads are not proven to be more effective. There's no proof. And I'm coming from a newspaper where we pushed the large ads and the color ads. We pushed it big time. I'm, but I'm telling you, there's no proof that they're more effective. They're not more effective. They're equally as effective. It's a good way to make it more money. Hey, you you give us a little bit of color in this advertisement, you know, and we'll pay you more money. That's what the business says to the newspaper. We're like, hey, yeah, that's a good idea. So when we start advertising, you know, hey, we'll do your ad in color, pay us more money, pay us more money. But there's no more money for them. They don't know that though. Most businesses, most small businesses don't actually take the time to consider that or to learn that but really there's no more money in that why do you think you see so many businesses advertising in black and white still it's why there's no more money in a color ad no more support no more viewership nothing whatever you do don't change a successful ad If your ad is getting you support, if your newspaper advertisement is getting people going to your website, if it is getting people donating to your campaign or calling your campaign headquarters, don't change that ad. Keep running that ad because that ad is working. But if after a month, you haven't gotten any kind of increase, you might want to consider looking at your ad and going, what am I doing wrong here? What's not, what am I missing in the ad? Is my branding correct? Have it (coughs) been running on the right days? Do your research too, see what days that the political stories are running and also do your research on who your population is what is your target audience what are the demographics you need to know all this if you don't know it you're doing the failure this is like I said you're running a business here this is a business it's a private business is what it is that's what you're running You need to keep that in mind. You need to run your campaign like it's a business. If you do that, you will be successful. Television advertising is your absolutely most expensive form of advertisement. I would advise against running a television ad unless you're in a high-profile race. If you are in a high-profile race, you need to make sure that you don't rush the TV ad. You need to make sure it is done extremely well. Because you're paying so much money for it, it has to work, it cannot fail. Absolutely cannot fail, you're paying too much money for failure. Don't run a TV ad during the daytime soaps. I'm serious on this, I've seen local politicians run their ads in the daytime soaps. You're not gonna get any more voters. I'm sorry, but your political target audience is not Gonna watch TV during the middle of the day watching daytime soaps. Run your ads <coughs> during the evening news. And don't run it during twelve o'clock, midnight, whatever. Okay? Don't don't run it at that time either. Make sure you specify what time you want your ad run. Run it during the evening news, during the evening programming. That's where your target audience is gonna be watching TV. You have to maximize your money, yes. So like what, like five to eight PM kind of thing? Uh, you need to know your demographics. Uh, your evening news uh, could be five o'clock, six o'clock news, could be a ten o'clock news or an eleven o'clock news. Um, I would say know your demographics. Um, you can request from the TV stations their viewership ratings. Find out what the ratings are. Uh, kind of watch the TV, watch the news stations too. Find out what time are they running most of their political stories. Are they running their? They might even be running their political stories in the morning. If they are, run your political ads in the morning, too.
0: And I will say, when when Bill Levin, for instance, if you're familiar with Bill Levin, he's not your traditional candidate, and he wasn't going to work on the evening news. So he went to cable and advertised during The Daily Show and Tosh.0, which are their uh-huh. two, uh, the Comedy Central's top two highest rated. And you acknowledge that you like Tosh.0, and you're Bill Levin's target audience, so. I mean, that's you have to know your audience when you're doing television. But again, television is very expensive, and I mean, there's a cost to produce the ad too, which was thirty-five hundred bucks. What this cost him? Out of curiosity. Uh, thirty-five hundred dollars. I I think he had an in-kind because he's friends with player. so. Just for how many ads? But ads. That was to create f- the to the production create the ads, and then he spent twelve hundred on the advertisements on Comedy Central. Uh, Ed Ed Coleman was $3,500 for a 30-second spot for production, and then ran during lifetime ESPN, you know Colts games, things like that. So
1: absolutely, Know your target audience.
0: Southside, hard blue-collar white male audience. So we had advertised during ESPN and Sports Center and Colts games. On cable, on cable in that district. In that district, on you can you have a better chance of tar- micro-targeting with cable, which is usually cheaper than broadcast. Right, So
1: it is, too, that's all true. That's why I said know your demographics, too. It's, it's gonna take time. TV advertising is not something you rush into. You have to take your time to do the research. And I can't tell you this is a certain strategy is gonna work for everybody. Cable TV works for, for some regions, it might not work in other regions. You have to know the demographics, and that's why I said Get get the TV uh, ratings. Know what the ratings are for your area. And get the ratings for your specific area. If you've got 5% of the the TV audience watching cable in your area, you're not going to advertise on cable. But if 85% of your your audience is watching cable in your area, then cable is where you need to advertise. You need to to watch the demographics. With uh, TV advertising, you need to utilize sounds, sights, and the message. Your message needs to be concise, catchy, and it needs to kind of push an emotional response. Okay, and you utilize the sights and the sounds to help push that emotional response. You might use a song. Maybe you're trying to get, uh, maybe you're trying to get uh, soldiers. Maybe you're trying to get the uh, veteran vote. Well, you're probably going to use an American flag. You're probably going to use some sort of American-themed song. If you're trying to get young people, you're gonna use maybe some younger, uh, more hip music. You know, you, you gotta know who you're trying to target with the ad. That's that's another problem too, is you're not gonna create one ad and expect it to target every single individual. Not gonna happen. You need to use that advertisement and and target it towards an individual group of people. So you gotta be careful with TV advertising, because it can be tricky. And then you need to Find out who is your target audience, and where are you going to run that? What TV show are you going to run it? If your target audience is old people, I mean, no offense here, but you might want to run it during the daytime soaps. The old girls. You might want exactly. <laughs> if if you have if your target audience is people over 70 years old, that would be a perfect time to run it. If you're looking at college age students, you're going to want to run something on Comedy Central. So you need to know what your target audience is. With radio advertisement, you need to choose your radio stations carefully. You're probably not going to want to target a jazz station because jazz stations probably don't get very many listeners. So be careful on what kind of stations you're targeting. Again, know your demographics and know your target audience. You want to make sure as well that you are kind of getting the ratings for the radio stations as well you can get those ratings as well contact the radio stations find out what their listenership is how many people listen to the shows and try to gauge are there people, do they have political talk shows if they have a political talk show maybe they got 5,000 people listening to the talk show and you're in a region where I think Jerry said 16,000 people live in his district He's got 16,000 people living in his district. Let's say 5,000 of them are listening to a particular radio talk show. He should advertise during that talk show. That's a big chunk of the population right there. If you've got 5,000 people listening to that talk show in Indianapolis, that's a big difference. You probably don't want to advertise during that. So you need to know what your demographics are. Again, that's very, very important. It's all about marketing, and you have to market very carefully. So you have to have a very business mindset when coming into this. Utilize sound bites, and again, use the branded message when you do your radio advertising. That branded message is so important, okay? If you don't have the branded message, there's no consistency. And and the branded message could just be maybe a catch line at the end of every one of your advertisements. It could be a catch line you put on your newspaper advertisements and then you put it at the end of your radio advertisements, you put it at the end of your TV advertisements, whatever, do you have that same catch line or something? Well, people start to remember you by that catch line now. Yeah. You have to have some sort of branding. You have to stick out in the, in the voter's mind. If you don't stick out, you're never going to get their attention. If you don't get their attention, you're never gonna get their vote. So which one is the best choice between those three? I really can't tell you. Newspapers provide coverage, but there's no guarantee anybody's ever going to watch your ad. Do use the press releases, though, and advertise. If you want to do both, Jerry talked quickly about how he wasn't getting any kind of uh, media coverage. Then he started to advertise, and all of a sudden they're coming to him. That happens a lot. Like I said, they are a business, and they're not going to give you the time of day if you're not giving them the time of day you'd have to treat them like a business. You'd have to treat them with respect. All right. If I'm running a business and I completely ignore this business over here, why would I expect them to ever in turn come to me for anything? I wouldn't. i have to go to them if I want them to come to me. It's the same thing with the campaign. Radio stations will report news based off of newspapers a lot. I don't know if you guys notice that a lot or not. But usually a new uh, radio station will actually have a specific newspaper that they might reference news stories off of. They might be affiliated with that. Or sometimes it's a big corporation that owns three or four radio stations, one newspaper, maybe a TV station here. You gotta consider all that stuff. Your newspaper press release that you push into that newspaper, through the advertising can, also, can now start to reach even more people through the radio, because now maybe the radio station starts reading that very same press release, okay? That's why the newspaper is so important. And the newspaper and radio, if you combine those two and you run them back to back, you run that newspaper ad and you, you're telling them on the radio commercial, look for my ad in the Tuesday circular, Tuesday paper, in the local section on page five or something like that. People are going to turn there, they're going to get your address. They might, maybe each week you change the address <laughs> a little bit and tell them what event you're going to be attending that week. But at least they know where to find you. And you tell them where to find the events you're going to be attending every week in that radio advertisement. And then every Tuesday they go to the newspaper, they open it up on that page and they find your ad and they know what events to go to if they want to see you. Smart idea. TV stations are also aligned with newspapers to bring dual coverage a lot of times. Uh, Also, I want you to keep in mind, TV stations, it's going to be really hard to get a news coverage with a TV station for a candidate from the Libertarian Party. The reason is, again, the advertising. It's so expensive to do any sort of advertising with TV that they're not gonna give you the, the short amount of time they have in their half hour news segments if they're not getting money from you. And a lot of us, let's face it, just don't raise that kind of money to be able to advertise with them. So again, unless you're kind of a high profile race, you might just have to kind of forget about the TV advertisements, unless you can raise enough money. So you need to you need to have a clear idea of what you wanna do before you even get into The advertisement part. Find a plan and, and plan carefully as well. Then I want you guys to keep in mind too, radio talk shows are a great resource. They're free and these people love to talk politics. Also, if I'm not mistaken, Chris, you might know more about this, but I believe that if they have a Republican or Democrat opponent on, they have to allow whoever that person's opponents are on
0: as well. I think it's it definitely at the federal level. I don't know if there's a state law, but they don't know that either. So I, I <laughs> promise you, i worked at a talk station for five or six years. If you call up and say, well, you have the Republican and Democrat on, you, you have to have me on too. It's a rule. And they'll go, is it? Yeah. Okay, I'll come on then. You'll yeah, well, come on, Come on next week and try to get in the seven to eight o'clock in the morning hour. That's drive time. You wanna be on in the seven to eight hour, preferably at 7.35. Always shoot for a 7.35 booking. Blogs and talk radio are two great ways to get earned media.
1: And then, I want you guys to know that when you get that kind of stuff, advertise it. Tell people on Facebook, tell people on Twitter. Tell people in your blog. Put it on your website. I'm going to be on the, the talk radio show at this time. Tune in and listen. Get people tuned in. Okay? The more you can get your followers to tune into that radio show, the more often they're going to have you on that radio show. Because the more listeners they have, the more they can charge for advertisements. <coughs> Again, the business aspects, guys. Business aspects. Make sure that with the, the advertisements, you're also pushing press releases. The press releases must be factual. It must include sound bites and it must be concise. Don't send out a five page press release. <laughs> Nobody is going to read it. They're going to delete it. It won't make it to the paper. They won't give you a call. Don't do it. Don't put in there a bunch of opinions. Stick to the facts. And if you're going to give an opinion, put it in quotes and put it as your quote. Don't start throwing out opinions as facts. They know better. They have the facts in front of them. They're getting the facts from other sources. Don't do that. They will throw it away. They will never give you consideration again. You will never get a phone call from them at all. One thing to add to that is, make sure you
0: don't send a press release as an attachment. Send it in line as the message, because there are a lot of new services that don't allow attachments to come in. And that goes
1: for television, that goes for radio, and that goes for press. It's a brilliant point right there. Uh, spam filters do cut out a lot of attachments, especially if you're sending it from like a Yahoo or Gmail account. Yep. It will cut out that attachment. He, he's absolutely right send it in the body of the email do not send it as an attachment and if you do it won't make it through if you can find out the the safe filter word for the major news source in the state like in georgia for example there's
0: morris colon safe means that it will go through to every email address that you're sending it to because they use that same filter if it's not in there they just toss it in the spam Hmm. Also, okay. make sure your subject's good, because when I worked in a news station, i get 200 emails a day, and i check it by looking at my subject, and if I know the candidate, then I will read it. But if I don't know the candidate, I'll just read the subject, and that's really the way you scan it. So they get a ton of stuff.
1: Right. They, uh, from working at the newspaper, I worked in the IT department. I saw how many emails came in for a typical reporter you're talking close to 500 to 600 emails per day they don't have time to open every one and read it through so like i said if it's long they're just going to delete it they're not even going to read it they don't have time okay please be considerate of their time because they're usually not allowed to work overtime they're not going to get paid for overtime you have to understand it's a business okay it's not it's not It is a public service, but it's also a business, and you have to consider the business aspects of it if you want them to take you seriously at all. Uh, Keep your press releases on topic and focus on the important issues. I have seen press releases from people go out, and for some reason, I don't know why, but I get attached to a lot of press releases from a lot of different political organizations, a lot of different political uh, candidates, and they're they're just trash. I, I, they're, they start on one topic, and next thing you know, they're on another topic, and then they're on another topic, and then they back to that first topic. And it's like, what are you talking about? And that's never going to go anywhere. Or you're talking about an issue that is important to like one percent of the population of your target audience. Really? You you got to know your demographics. If you don't know your demographics, you might as well not even run you have to know your demographics if you don't know your demographics you're not going to do yourself any favors at all Uh, include your contact information at the bottom of your press release that should be phone number your name your email address and uh, make sure that you proofread your press releases proper grammar proper punctuation don't don't screw up the grammar or punctuation. Don't make it look like a fourth grader sent the email. Don't send out a press release that doesn't have any breaks for paragraphs, It's not formatted properly. Don't, don't do that. And,
0: there, and I think it's important to spend, if you're gonna send out a lot of press releases, get something like Constant Contact or MailChimp and put it in a format because there's nothing like, I don't know. When I get press releases from an organization or a candidate, and it was in plain text, it just didn't look official. You know, there's something about having it in that template from an email service that has more weight behind it.
1: Absolutely, you need, you should have some sort of, and that's nothing. Be consistent with your template too. Don't be changing your template up all the time. Be consistent with that template. That does build familiarity, which builds trust. Not necessarily with the person reading the article once it's in the newspaper with the reporter. And if you want the people to be able to trust you, you need the reporter to be able to trust you. So you got to build that trust with the reporter, too. What is this template thing you're talking about the, uh, about? the template, basically what it is, is it's a, it's a preset design that you use. Like a letterhead type of thing? Right, like a so letterhead. Do you get the
0: Liberty type. Beacon from the LPIN or... If you get newsletter email newsletters that with graphics. Something with graphics is what I mean. Okay. So I'll so show it's you later.
1: The
0: best way to do it is MailChimp is a email server that's free. Mail MailChimp. MailChimp. Yep. So like a and I like constant contact.
1: If it's possible have a media outreach organizer or campaign manager or somebody send out the press release for you don't make it look like it's coming from directly from the candidate if possible it's not always possible especially with some of the local campaigns and the reporters won't hold that against you but if you're running for US House or US Senate and you don't have a campaign manager or a media out- outreach organization- organizer and you're sent you the candidate are sending the press release out They're gonna look at it and go, you must not have a very well organized campaign. And they're not gonna take you seriously, okay? And you need to keep in mind that this business, the readership is only gonna take seriously the people who are serious. You have to present yourself as a serious person if you want the media to even push you out there. Because they're not gonna waste their time on somebody who isn't serious. Because that's not gonna help them with their their readership numbers. That's not gonna help them with their advertisement. That's not gonna help them stay in business. Okay. Present yourself as a serious candidate if you want to be taken seriously. With all of this, uh, the website, you have to run a, a website. I know some people don't want to run a website. I'm telling you, you have to. Now, obviously, you can run for office without one. You can. But if you even want a legitimate shot at getting more than 2%, you need to have a website. And Jerry had a great website up. I'm gonna encourage you to go to his website. It looked like it was actually set up very well. There are a couple of things I do wanna to, want to suggest that you make sure you have in that website. One, you need to have a link to your bank account, to the bank account for your campaign. Allow people to donate to your campaign through that website. Make sure as well that they're filling out the, the form that has their name and their email address, their phone number, where they work as well. And then you can have that sent to a database or to your email and you can keep track of your donations online that way, okay? Make sure that you're doing that though. And make sure you have an email address strictly for your campaign so that your campaign emails don't get mixed in with your personal. Email. Is then you start getting mixed up and confused, and that creates a big problem. Um, like I said, if possible, please have your website done professionally and also quote and reference any articles about you that are positive, any positive articles about you. Um, don't be listening to any negative articles about you. That's not a very good way to get elected.
0: And never read the comments on a newspaper website. Yes. If Thank your you, name is If your name is ever mentioned in the Indianapolis Star, do not go read the comments because it will just make you mad and it will not help you whatsoever. And don't respond to the comments ever. Don't respond to the comments, ever. To the comments either. Ever. No. Absolutely. Thank you. Oh, Thank ever. you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Because if you respond to the comments, you're going to get drawn into a debate, and somebody's going to hold that against you. Don't do that. Don't do that. If somebody else wants to get into a debate, fine. But don't do that as a candidate. You just say piss off, does it work <laughs> You can try that, but I don't know if that I would have. look very good. <laughs> 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 Again, on your website, utilize that same branding. Whatever branding you are using on all of your other advertisements, put it on your website. I can't stress Put it on your website. Just that branding builds the, famili- the familiarity it helps you build that trust okay that is such a big deal that is that is important if you want to get their votes and then make sure that you get the money i haven't heard this mentioned. i mean i've heard some of jerry's talk about if he could have it over again he would have pushed for more money i'm going to tell you now if somebody votes for you let me restart if somebody Donates to you They are going to vote for you Once they give you Even if it's just five bucks If they give you five bucks They have an emotional attachment to you now They have an emotional attachment to you They have built And my professional field right now is psychology Trust me I know that brain I know how it works And I I actually have read studies that, that show this If they get that five bucks from you They have that emotional attachment from you Even if it's just five bucks if you can get a hundred, get a hundred. If you can get just five, get five. They will have that emotional attachment. They are going to vote for you. And once they, once they donate to you, it's more easy to get them involved too. They donate to you, they have that emotional attachment. Now they're gonna be willing to go door to door you, for you because they already feel obligated to help you. They have already donated. Get them to donate first. The sooner you can get them to donate, the better you're gonna be. The more volunteers you're gonna have, the more votes you're going to get. I promise you. Get them to donate. If you can get them to donate today, get somebody to donate to your campaign today. You go home today and you have your campaign already set up. You've already filed the paperwork and you get somebody to donate to you today. Come election day, they're going to vote for you. Come the time that uh, you've gone through and filed all the paperwork and started to go door to door, they're going to be right there next to you going door to door. They're going to volunteer their time they're going to set up organizations to help you they're going to help you set up uh, some sort of event they're going to help you set up some fundraising stuff because they're already obligated to you get them to donate today if possible the sooner they donate the better Awesome. utilize your social media if you have a newspaper article written about you that is positive List it on Facebook, post it on Facebook, post it on Twitter, and then link your Facebook page to your website, create a candidate page if you have to on Facebook. Link your Twitter page to your website. Get it all linked together. Get everybody in it together, okay? You have so many different ways to reach out to people. There's no excuse for not doing it, and most of it's free. And the website might not be free, but it's pretty easy to do. And Chris, do you, have, do you still have somebody available to help people get websites set up?
0: Yeah, well, we have WordPress on our website, and we can set up a simple WordPress website for people. Uh, I want to make it clear. I've, I'm not going to help run your website. I will help you set up a basic web page that you can then have access to and use if you don't have graphic and web capabilities. You know, so that's a, that's a very simple service obviously time is limited. But Facebook is the new cafe. That's where people go to talk to each other. Chard Reed spent like a hundred dollars in twenty ten when he ran for Congress, and in five days he added five hundred people to his they liked his Facebook website. And that's the foundation of what he's running this second time. Rebecca, we ran I think a week long Facebook advertisement for her fifteen hundred people within like a week doing Facebook advertisements, it's very difficult for parties to have those kind of results because we're a cult of personality society in some ways, so people will like a political figure that they know something about. So. Facebook advertisements, I think, are a great way to drive traffic to, to what you're talking about.
1: They, they really are They're
2: very cheap.
0: They are cheap. Very cheap. And and I they believe
1: can target the advertising. Right. I believe American that government. in fact they they can target down to people who like politics. <clears throat> and, you yep. you could, oh, all kinds of um, you could they, advertise right.
0: to people who are just fans of the LPIN Facebook page, which you all should like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't advise you to advertise to be fans of the LPIN web. Right. That's, yeah. Because they're probably going to vote for you anyways if they're yeah. in your district. Don't advertise to them. So I would. If there is there an exclusion? Yes. yes. Like they can exclude uh-huh. certain people. Yeah. Okay. 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 So I would. I would even exclude LPI members that you know for sure are going to vote for you regardless, and target your ads towards maybe in the people who list themselves as independent voters on Facebook. Maybe uh, target your ads towards um, people who. In order for a in that way. I wouldn't necessarily do that, but I would, I would target, like, if you're looking at uh, college students, if you have a lot of college students in your district, target them towards college students, whatever your target. It um,
0: just depends on what your message is. I mean, right. with Rebecca, for instance, we targeted more towards Tea Partiers in 2010, and our advertising strategy was Facebook. And we wanted to own one space, so we chose the Internet because it's more cost-effective. You get better analytics. You can see where you're targeting. We didn't touch newspaper or TV. We did some radio and political talk stations and female-oriented radio stations because she was the only female in the race. So you can, and we targeted towards, on Facebook and Google, women's groups, Tea Partiers, Constitutionalists. Uh, So it really... You have to know your message, you have to know who you are, and you know, have to know how you're marketing yourself before you get to any of these stages where you're press releasing and talking uh, uh, you know, to media. So. Uh,
1: that goes right back to the first thing I said. Before you begin to advertise, develop a consistent message You need to, and, and develop a plan. You need to have that plan and that message developed before you ever start anything. Before uh, I, I step way out, because uh, we're about done with this, on you know, the roundtable discussions here, I want to leave you with this: good relationships equal positive results. And I put some statistics down here for you guys. According to the White House Office of Consumer Affairs, I know. I know. I know. I know. Could what, you put your House torches Office. away, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But this is a legitimate statistic. This is not the White House telling us <laughs> anything. This is this is a legitimate statistic. Thirteen percent of dissatisfied dissatisfied persons will tell more than 20 people and on an average, dissatisfied persons tell 10. People. So if I go and I make Ron here mad, Ron's probably going to go and tell at least 10 people. 50, Easy. Right, Ron will go
0: and tell 50. Ron will post
1: up, and get this, get this, with Facebook, it's not even 10
0: He bought an ad. Listen, how
1: many, fans, how many friends do you have? You got what, 400, 500? Four, yeah, about 400. Okay, So now if I get into a fight with Ron Ron's going to post something nasty about me 400 people are going to see it He's not telling 10 nah, He's telling 400 people <laughs> How bad I am So you need to keep that in mind Don't get into a fight with anybody And by the way He's the reason I'm on Facebook I wasn't going to get on Until I in into office and
0: he absolutely told me or You blame. have to or do blame. this And I said I don't want to be another Cackling hen like everybody else Two weeks later, I
1: was the king of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. I You're, welcome. You. You're welcome. You're yeah. welcome very much. That's <laughs> so the biggest the biggest time laser yes. of my life.
0: Yes. <laughs> there was an article about Facebook power users out last week. I think twenty percent of Facebook users are considered power users because they post more than like six times a day, and eighty percent of what they post is guess about me. politics. Oh, right. oh, Number one use of power users on Facebook is politics.
1: Hmm. Keep in mind, the happy person will only tell about three people. So if I make a person happy, they're only going to tell about three people on average, if they tell anybody at all. It's, it's more important not to turn people off than it is to make people happy. Okay. So. so
0: <laughs> I wish that were a joke. <laughs> so,
1: so honestly, this, 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 is, this is what I, this is. This is the point I'm going to make here. Do not get into any type of debate with the public. Okay. Don't do it. Let them have their opinions. Respect their opinions. Hear them out, and have empathy for them try to understand where they're coming from. Because if they're having their opinions, it's probably not just a wild, out-of-left-field opinion. They're probably not just saying something without having thought it through. Now, it, now, wait a second now. It may not make sense to you. It may not make sense to me. We may disagree with it. But they have their reasons for having that opinion. And usually, I was talking with Ron earlier. For instance, how many people hate CEOs? A lot of people. A lot of people hate CEOs. Why do people hate CEOs so much? Well, let's think about it. You got a CEO who's making hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars, and you have all these people unemployed and losing their jobs. Now, are, do people think about everybody in the world when they focus on their family member losing their job? No. What they're focused on is, how can the CEO make $350,000 a year and you can't, he can't even afford to pay you $30,000? Because he's got 300 employees, he'd have to pay 30,000. Then he wouldn't have any money, in fact, he'd owe money. That's why. But when you're focused on that, that's what you're seeing. You're angry because your family member is hurt. That's an emotional response. And when we talk to the public, we have to consider their emotional responses. Humans are not robots. And we can't treat them like robots. We have to consider their emotions. We have to consider their emotional needs and their emotional responses to tragedies that happened in their life. Whether the tragedy is real or perceived, whether the person was wrong or not, that person may have deserved to get fired. Maybe that person stole a hundred bucks. We don't know. But that's not our job to judge that person. And that's not our job to say that. Our job as candidates is to win votes, okay? Win votes and win people over to the party. And we can't do that if we act like robots and we we push people off, we try to tell people they're the ones who are wrong all the time. Now we can talk about personal responsibility, but I think we have to do it in an empathetic way. And that's the key. We have to do it with empathy. Uh, According to a Harris uh, Customer Service Impact Report, 86% of consumers quit doing business with the company because of a bad customer experience. Now remember, I said you guys are running not campaigns, you guys are running businesses. Your campaign is a business. Well, uh, 86% of people will quit doing business with a company because of a bad customer service experience. That means if they have a bad customer service experience with you, if they have a bad experience with you as a candidate, 86% of them will turn away from you. 86% will never even come back to you. They won't consider it. And they're probably going to label the whole party because they don't really know the the party very well. So keep in mind, you're representing a young party that's trying to grow here. You're not just representing yourself. 60% of persons will pay more money for a positive experience. The more positive the experience they have when they talk with you, the more likely they are to donate to you. That's what we can take from that. That's exactly what what we can take from that. The more positive their experience with you, the more likely they are to donate to you. And the more likely they are to donate more money to you. They may not go and tell a whole bunch of people, but if they like you and they respect you, and then you turn around and go, I need some money to run my campaign, they're more likely to give you that money. You have to give them a positive experience. And please, before I go, I just want to make sure that we all understand this. Utilize positive business techniques while you are running your campaign. Run it like a business. I know I've said that numerous times, I'm gonna say it one more time. Run it like a business. With that said, if have any questions?
0: There's one thing I wanted to bring up in my presentation I forgot. I am um, since I was nine years old, sold newspapers, greeting cards, seeds, you know, the back of comic books, Win prizes, selling American greeting cards and seeds. And that's how I approached it, going door to door, that I was selling something again, and this what I was selling was myself, um, or shoes or whatever. Approach it like that. Very simple.
2: That is stuff. Thank you.